Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Well, good evening. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9. And tonight we are going to do something totally off the wall, something I've never done before. In fact, I'm going to turn on the explicit content warning signal on this one. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. Where's the switch? Hang on. Um, oh, there it is. Emergency warning. Emergency no, warning. No, no. Uh, okay, hang on. There we go. Warning. Sorry about that. I didn't want to forget. Okay, so... Anyway, it's not that it's going to be dirty or offensive or anything. What I'm referring to is I've done a lot of very easy, non-shocking, you know, what I would call kind of the warm and fuzzy magic. We've done stuff to reset your psyche and your thinking. We've done some money magic. We've done some positive stuff. We've talked about journaling and the names of God and some angel stuff. And uh, yeah, you know what? There comes a time in every magician's magical path that, well, maybe you just aren't getting what you need out of the legal system or the justice system, and maybe you feel really wronged, or maybe there's no way the legal system can help, and you need retribution, you need the scales balanced. There's times to do this and there's times not to, but the rule of thumb that most of us practice by is, if it is deserved, you can ask of the universe to balance the scales, okay? That's an easy way to put it. And other people might just say, you know, damn it, I need to hex the holy pants off of someone. Um, however you want to phrase it, that's cool. But at any rate, if you do have any questions or a need or a perceived need to hex or curse or that, you know, maybe tossed some nasty energy at you, or whatever the case is. My guest in this episode is really, really, really amazing. And I did not want to bring this subject up until I had the perfect guest to talk to. And her name is Miss Aida. She is a hoodoo practitioner. She has a very, very rich lifetime of experience with magic. And yeah, she is just going to tell it to you straight. Her most recent book that came out is called Justice Magic. And let me tell you what, I see in the groups a lot, a lot, a lot. Should I hex? Should I not hex? What's the ramifications? When is it deserved? 
When should I not do it? How do you deal with a narcissist? The list goes on and on and on. And a lot of the books that we work out of may have some how-tos on getting even or throwing something at somebody, but there's not a lot in the way of morals, how to make that decision, protections on yourself, and the list goes on. So rather than me sitting here and talking about it, let's just get to my guest spot tonight with Miss Aida. So without further ado, I present to you live, pre-recorded from Zoom, my conversation with hoodoo expert and practitioner, Miss Aida. Hey, listeners, I have the most wonderful treat for you today. We are going to rock your heads and we are going to talk about some stuff I have never brought up. I've been waiting to find the perfect guest and I see a lot of this in the groups. So we're just going to jump in. My guest for today is Miss Aida. She is a hoodoo practitioner. We have not talked about much hoodoo and I am ramping up for Psalms magic presentation. So what a perfect guest. Miss Aida, say hi to the listeners and let's talk about a little bit. Who are you? What are you about? And how did you come to be where you are magically today? Okay. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> so I was born and raised into a family that um, practiced Santeria and Palo and Brujeria, you know, Cuban Brujeria, which uh, Brujeria just means witchcraft. That's all it means. So don't get creeped out about that name. And that's how I grew up. And, you know, I later became a Santera and a Palera myself. And, you know, at, at, at a point in my life, I really started resenting animal sacrifices. So I got away from that and I found hoodoo. And hoodoo is very similar. So when you're, we're talking about um, hoodoo and Santeria and voodoo, you know, the, the way it they came about is that when the slaves in Africa were brought to to Cuba and they integrated the slaves integrated their entities into the Catholic entities. So you have synchronisms, right? So right. um for instance, um, you know, Saint Barbara in the Catholic tradition would be Changok, obviously they are, or um you know, the Virgin Caridad de Cobre, which is a patron saint of, of Cuba, she becomes Oshun. So you've got the Santeria, right? But Santeria is a, a religion, an African traditional religion. And Paulo, the same way, you know, things evolve, they change a little bit. That came from Africa. But when the slaves were brought to the south of the United States, their practice evolved into something called hoodoo with an H. And that is not an African traditional religion. It's an African derivative tradition. Yep. It's a folkloric practice. Yep. So hoodoo, because it's more, it's folkloric as opposed to religion, um, hoodoo evolves. So hoodoo as it evolves and continues to evolve, it has integrated aspects of Judeo-Christianity, Asian magic, Native American magic, all kinds of European magic. So it's 
it's forever accepting and, um, you know, and, and integrating the practices into that. So voodoo with a V is also an African derivative. I mean, an African traditional religion. So when you, you go to hoodoo, it isn't, but a lot of the, the magic and the beliefs and everything are very similar to Santeria and, and Palo. And strangely enough, brujeria, which is more folkloric practices because it's Cuban brujeria, um, Cuban brujeria integrates Santeria into it and, and other aspects. So hoodoo, was fascinating to me because there were a lot of similarities, but the main, main reason I was attracted to hoodoo is because there were no animal sacrifices. (laughs) I I love it because of how it just absorbs so much for, like you just were saying, I am such a chaos magician that it resonates with me and it works. And I always just consider it a jet fuel of magic. I mix it with my Solomonic and my other stuff. And people don't understand how amazing it is and how strong it is. So. And simple. That's what yeah, I like And, and the roots that it comes from. I mean, it has history attached and that has energy attached. So, right. yeah. So that's, that's how I came about to, you know, become a hoodoo practitioner. I, I learned hoodoo through Catherine Ironwood of Lucky Mojo. I've Perfect. also learned hoodoo from other esteemed practitioners, you know, and people that even live in Detroit. And it just, just became so simple because it's like, oh yeah, you know, I know this, I know that, I know that. They're just calling it different names and using different things. I mean, using the same things with different names. Right. And no animal sacrifices. Very similar, I would say, also, I would almost say it goes hand in hand with Cuban Brujeria. So, you know, it it doesn't require a lot. What I love about hoodoo is the simplicity of it. If you read my book, uh, Hoodoo Justice Magic, you know, it's, you know, I I tell people, I do so also, I think in, in my other two, in two of my other books, you know, the tools of the trade and you're not out buying $80,000 million of products. You know, and a lot of stuff can be substituted, too. If you don't have something, there's magic. You just, yeah. uh, you know, most of the stuff is in your kitchen or in your backyard or down the street. You know, it's um, I wanted to write just ma- Justice Magic badly because I wanted to show people that, you know, you can work with the land. You know, when the, the slaves were brought here, they didn't have all these fancy, fancy things. So what and they were have? in a new land. They didn't have their same plants. They didn't have their same trees or anything. And they had to find stuff that worked. So they right. they were parents of invention, you know, kind of a right. thing. I mean, Magic. their altar becomes a ground or whatever, you know. And um, I like it. I like it. It's, it's very, very simple. What I like about your approach, and it's true in all of your books, is you have some kind of moral guidelines, I would call them. Hoodoo, really, if you're going to get down and dirty and you need to have some justice, the justice book is amazing. You have a lot of different angles of magic. You have tarot, you have different suggestions, different things on narcissists. You have all sorts of stuff, protection stuff. And we don't talk about this enough, but it's always in the groups. People are wanting to know this and they don't know what to do. But the thing about your books is it really structures thought and you even have magic planning 
and approach and all sorts of stuff. Um, engineering your magic. And it's complete. It's a really complete book. I've just seen too many people make too many mistakes. Right. And they, they suffer the consequences. Now, you have to understand, I've been practicing magic since I was a little girl. And, you know, my elders, they were phenomenal, you know, especially my mother. And um, over and over, I see how people messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's the difference between me and a lot of other people. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell anyone I'll be 66 next month. Right. And my my um, teachings derive basically from wisdom <laughs> because I have made the mistakes in my years. You know, so when people come to me and and say, well, this or that happened or this or that didn't happen. It's like, been there, done that, you know, this is what you did wrong. This is what you didn't do. This is what you neglected to do. And what I've done in Hoodoo Magic or Hoodoo Justice Magic is I've told everybody, you know, what are, you know, what are the common, most common mistakes, how to correct those mistakes. Right. And, you know, um, when to do a cursing or crossing or a hex. And, you know, it, it can't be just out of uh, anger. Exactly. And, you know, I tell people that the the crime must be equal. The punishment must be equal to the crime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I keep citing this one case. And, you know, I, I do want to talk about it. Her husband, her boyfriend left her for another woman. And she, the woman was innocent. The woman didn't know about my client, nothing. And, you know, in my opinion, it was the the guy that's at fault. So right. she decides to curse and curse and curse and curse this girl. And she put all these death spells on her and the girl died. Wow. She died. And, you know, my, my client is um, a very powerful person and she suffered a tremendous amount of guilt and Sadly, I hadn't heard from her in a while, and I thought everything was fine, and it's not. Sadly, I just recently heard from her, and she's in a very, very bad way, and she feels, that, she feels that she's cursed, and you know, we have to look into this, but it, it's, you know, this is what happens when you do things impetuously, you know, and you've got to think things through. You've yep. got to think about who are you hurting, who is involved, right? If right. I if I put a spell on somebody to to leave town, does he have a family? Does she have a family? Do they all leave town? You know, so these are things you have to, to think about. So let's say hypothetically that you lived here and uh, you wanted to, to take over my job. And you were doing all this stuff. You know, I, I write about that also. But you do all this stuff to undermine me so that mm-hmm. you can get my job. I wouldn't put a spell on you to get out of town. I would put a spell on you and your family to get out of town. Because you've got to think about, you've got to think about the entire picture. I apologize, everybody. I have two brand new puppies. and Puppies are fine. They are welcome. My giant dog is a regular <laughs> guest. So... So, I mean, you got to think about the consequences of every spell that you perform, whether it's a negative spell or a positive spell. 
Exactly. Who are you, who are you affecting? Who is affected in, in this or by this, right? And if you don't think about the consequences, you know, and all the other factors, you know, it, there could be repercussions. Yeah. So, and, you know, I always tell people if you're heated over something, you're fired up, you want to throw some magic at someone. I personally always wait if I'm angry 33 days because 33 is a magical number. I wait 33 days and see where I feel on it at that time. And if you're still fired up and it's still an issue, like, say, child abuse, that issue will still be there and those anger and that need will still be there. But if it's something like someone bumped into you and spilled their coffee, why would you hex them over that? It was an accident. You know, see if your anger is just frustration in the moment. Is the need there? I've even waited a couple of years because situations were such that you didn't want other people in the area to get the wrong kind of explosive side effects. You know, you needed to make sure the time was right. And if the need is real, it'll still be there. Big picture doesn't matter. The universe will deliver it when it needs to be delivered anyway. So. Yeah, I always say to wait, 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 yeah. wait, you know, and especially if you're going to put a spell on a magical practitioner, you know, you really have to wait a very long time because if that practitioner is concerned that you're going to seek magical retribution, they'll have a lot of protection on them. Yeah, it'll so, bounce back at you. They can do all sorts of stuff. Well, I mean, you know, you just wait till everybody forgets about the situation. So I, I've i compared things to, in my book, Who Do Justice Magic, I've compared it to to a war, a military war. So, you know, you implement military strategies. Yes, I liked that. I liked that. Um, I've seen different types of books, protection, attack, whatever. And you have the best structure in your book for just, you know, hey, think it through. Here's some morals. Here's some things to think about. And you've got so much logic. And that's what I love about it. And I see these in the groups all the time, these questions that can be answered with your books. That's why I want to get you out there. People need to know this. And even in the groups, you answer questions, but it may not give them the complete information they need to hear, you know. There is so much value in this. Um, you had some advice. I heard you speak recently. I've talked about this too. Don't throw magic at someone if you're going to feel sorry for them the next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk about that. You have some interesting anecdotes on that. Uh, oh, advices. yeah. You want, me, you want me to tell my story about the 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 mirror freezer box? So, mm. yeah, and, and that's a, a very, very valuable thing. Someone asked me, um, I don't... I don't know if it was a radio show. I, I can't remember, but it was it was within the last month. Well, can I curse somebody and then, you know, change my mind later? No, you can't do that, right? So why was that even a question? You know, but, you know, the problem with us magical practitioners, well, a lot of us, okay, is that we're compassionate people. We're empaths, mm -hmm. right? So... Um, what happens is when people are down and out on their luck, we feel sorry for them. And I think that spiritual people such as ourselves are the most guilty. And sometimes when we put a negative spell or place a ne negative spell on somebody, there was a reason that we did it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when they, they're, they're in a bad way, then we feel bad. 
And it's like, well, you know, let me undo this. And, you know, what's that saying? A, a leopard doesn't change its, I don't know, what tiger doesn't. Uh, one of uh, them has spots and one of them has stripes. Yeah, well, leopard. They don't, they don't change. A zebra doesn't change its stripes, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, what had happened to me was um, when I was living in a different state, there was a person that was causing a lot of harm to a lot of people. I mean, not to me, but to a lot of people. And since I was a little girl and, you know, not even speaking magically, you know, I, I, I always protected the weakling. And mm-hmm. so if a bully went after a weakling, I, I went after the bully. I and get that's, similar. You know, that's the way yeah. I've always been. I, I kicked their butts. Okay. <laughs> and um, this woman was just horrible to all these people and doing things to them, you know, to hurt them. And I had had enough. I'd had enough of her. So I put her in a mirror box and I put the mirror box in the freezer. And those spells are, I believe, in all four of my books. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because I didn't put anything in that box. I just put her picture in there. And I said, whatever you are, will come back to you. Right. And so then I tape the heck out of it with duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. And when you're making a mirror box, you got to make sure there's no cracks or anything. So you cover all that up with, with duct tape. And I stuck it in the freezer. And that's all I said. I didn't say anything else. That was my command. That was my petition. That was my verbal command. And it was nonspecific. Whatever you are, whatever you're doing to people, let it bounce back to you. That was it. So her luck started falling. I mean, she, everything went wrong. She had no idea that I'm the one that put the spell on her. She didn't know she had a spell on her. Okay. And she was calling me every single day and this and that and that happened to me, all kinds of bad things. Right. Mm. And she was desperate. She sounded like a little girl begging for help. And I listened every single day and my heart was bleeding. And then I started feeling guilty. And my one refrigerator that had the freezer in it that, you know, for which I put the box was in the garage. And I told my mother, I said, you know, my mother was alive at the time. My mother was a big, big witch. I mean, wow. (laughs) And I said, you know, I'm going to undo this. And my mother said, don't do it. Don't undo it. I said, but you don't understand. You know, this and that and that and this happened. And my mother said, don't undo it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You're old. You don't know what you're talking about, right? Listen to mom. And she said, you be sorry, stupida. So I'm in the garage. The garage door is open. And I take scissors and I'm, you know, cutting the duct tape and undoing it. And... I got the duct tape off and then one of the lids from the mirror box, because, you know, the mirror box has six sides, right? And I lifted one and I swear to God, something came out of that mirror box and I literally stumbled. It was like, Mm -hmm. and it just passed me up and left through the garage door, you know, the garage door opening, I'm sorry. And I almost fell. That's how much I stumbled. I believe you. And I was like, oh, oh. and my mother's <laughs> looking at me. She said, I told you so. 
Anyway, that woman got all her evil energies back and she came back with more force and wow. more of a vengeance. And to this day, I think, you know what, that the energies were growing and growing and growing in that box and the negative energies, but it went right back to its mama and she was just horrible. Now, what are the repercussions of that? So when you're, when you're practicing magic, right? You're usually working with your spirit guides and you're working with other entities. And what you're telling them is that you don't have faith in yourself and you don't have faith in them. So if you try to recreate the spell, it's probably not going to work. Right. So I had to do other stuff on her because she got even worse. Okay. And it was hard. It was really, really hard because, you know, my spirit guides are going, oh, her again? Well, we know what you're going to do, right? So it may not work at all. I mean, of course it worked for me, but I'm telling you, I had to do one spell after another spell after another spell, different spells to put her back in her place. I gave some advice to someone the past year who had been in a very abusive narcissistic relationship. And I gave her a very simplistic hoodoo technique to get her aggressions out. She distanced herself by five hours from the abuser. And I told her like four times, don't do this. If you're going to see any results and feel sorry for him. Well, lo and behold, she took out all of her aggressions on this very simple technique and it worked. And he was in the hospital She ended up taking him to the hospital and texting me. I'm like, leave his ass there. (laughs) Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The narcissistic crap that happens with narcissists, she starts feeling sorry for him. She starts getting reeled in. I'm like, you need to get out of there. You did this. You can't feel sorry for him. And she cracked. And of course, she's been back in and out with the relationship with him at at least three times since then. And it's worse each time. That's the problem with abusive relationships is that the victim gets placed in a vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. So they end up losing their self-esteem. They end up losing their, their support system, their family. They're isolated. A lot of times they don't have a job. Yep. They might have children. And I speak about abusive relationships in every single one of my books. And And I always beg and plead the readers, you know, please call the domestic violence hotline. They need to have counseling because unless they're aware of something, they're going to keep falling into that trap because they don't know any better. And it's not stupidity or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. just not having that information. And I think my mistake was feeling like this person was advanced enough in her knowledge of everything by the way she spoke that she was done she was ready to move on and she needed that closure and I said well this is on you and I never do any magic for people I always say you want to do it here's how to and here's what I advise and oh my gosh it was a prime example of why you have to be in the right headspace and do it in the right context you know and the problem, you know, with, with me, I've had probably, I would say about 150 different clients call me that were abused. 
And I've only been able to convince three of them, three. Wow. To, to, to just leave, walk away, you know, to, it's and hard. It, it wasn't like, you know, one conversation, it was over and over, you know, and yeah. what they all had in common was that they had taken my advice and called the domestic violence hotline and received counseling first before they took any other action. That's smart. That's actually really smart. What about some of your advices and your experience on just the concept of waiting, how to get in the right frame of mind, how to know, hey, this is severe enough. I need to get some justice. I could let this one go. I mean, what's some good advices for beginners or people that are in a state of mind that they can make that decision easier? I know it's very, very hard to wait. I know it is. I mean, I'm an Aries. And I was born on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm half Cuban and half Greek. There's a little so bit of I spiciness mean, there. <laughs> you want to talk about an explosive temper, it's me. Okay. I have Irish and, in me, so yeah, I get it. You know, and it's like, really, take my advice. You don't want to act impetuously because... Number one, you can cause a lot of damage and it may come back and bite you, you know where, okay? Um, then you've got to consider other consequences. You're going to start feeling guilt. There might be magical retribution, not from that person, but from other entities. You know, you, you did something wrong. You know, the karma, you don't like to talk about karma too much because who do practitioners don't believe in karma, but I do. Okay. And I think that if you do something wrong to somebody, it, it's going to come back to you. The, the crime, the punishment has to be equal to the crime and you've got to sit back and wait. You know, there's times I've wanted to curse a lot of people mm -hmm. and I just wait and wait. And usually I forget about it. So it wasn't that damaging, but you know, I, I've got, problems with people like we all have problems but if they keep at you and keep at you and keep at you right then that's somebody you've got to you've got to um seek justice you, you've yeah. got to do something if the damage was something that's going to affect you permanently yeah you got to seek justice but if somebody calls me a bitch you know and tells me i'm ugly and but i've seen this I've seen this over and over and over. I have too. I have okay. too. They, they they start cursing them. They actually start taking magical retribution. And these people, it always comes back to them. It always does. So I know it's hard to wait. But honestly, in most cases, you'll forget about it. Yep. I'm yeah. a really big fan. And I've been playing with just obtaining knowledge and reading and thinking. Sometimes I, I meditate on it when I see questions and stuff, but what makes most sense to me, and I'm about ready to ramp up on, on Psalms magic. And I saw this just recently with Psalms 58, let it be up to the divine, send their energy back to them and let the universe des decide how severe that punishment needs to be. Sometimes we don't know. And it's better to let the, the spirits that can see make those deciding factors. And if they know what needs to be done, they usually do a pretty good job, in my opinion. 
especially with abusers and people that you don't know how deep their nonsense goes, so to speak. Sometimes just leave it into the hands of those who need to dish it back out to them in the way that most needs to happen. And sometimes we can't see that in our little human being meat suits. You know, the spirits can see stuff we can't. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of Psalms, the Psalms are actually spells. Yeah. You know, the Psalms are spell books and there are three specific Psalms. I mean, there are three Psalms specifically designed for cursing. I've got a bunch of Psalms in my, my book. There's mm. psalms for breakup. There's psalms for group attacks. Yep. Um, there's psalms for everything. You name it, there's a psalm for it. I, uh, and, my uh, friend, my friend Evelyn, I've been playing with her. She texts me, Oh, I have such and such need. And I get out my chart and I'm like, Okay, psalms such and such. And she's actually gotten a hurricane to go around her so she didn't lose power when everyone in the area was losing power. I did a, a, a storm. Um, she's done other stuff for peace, um, other things to help, and it always works. So she's she's been having fun letting me know in a moment, and I'm like, try this psalm. And people don't understand how much magic is woven into the psalms. It's, right, it's the best right. magic you can find, in my opinion. It's free, right. and it's at your fingertips, and you can use it anytime, anywhere, and it works. Right, right. And, you know, going back to what you were saying, and, you know, I, I've said this also is when you do perform magic or if you choose not to perform magic and um, instead perform petitions and mm-hmm. uh, novenas or, or to do psalms is, as you said, sometimes what you ask for, it may be granted to you, but it may be granted in, in multitude because you don't know what that person has done to other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the examples I give is that um, I broke up this couple and I just said, you know, please keep this man away from this woman. Right. And he ended up in prison. So he did a lot of crimes that I was unaware of. Wow. So, I mean, if if someone did something really bad to me and. I'm still alive and well, but I want him to get back what he deserved, right? And those are those are key words, what they deserve. Right. And all these horrible, horrible, horrible things happen to him. Well, that's because the entities and whomever you pray to are aware of all his other crimes or her right. other crimes. Okay, so that's not your fault. And I've seen that happen a lot too where but I didn't say this and I didn't do, you know, I didn't say this in my petition and all these things happened. I said, well, then that person was a lot worse than what you thought. That yeah. Person. Yep. Especially if you're attacking a, a narcissist or a sociopath. I mean, if you really, really believe that you are the only victim. <laughs> you're wrong. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so, personal. It's you were in the way at the time and you worked out for them to stuck on to you know you know but a sociopath you know the difference what's the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath a psychopath is born with their wires wrong a sociopath is made yeah okay so it's environmental but these people especially the psychopaths right they've been doing this stuff all their lives they've been hurting people all their lives and so if 
I shouldn't say if, but when your magic works and it it's a lot worse, the, the punishment was a lot worse than the crime, it really wasn't because right. that person had victimized others. It's what and you don't you, know about, you know. Yeah, and you brought it to the attention of, of the entity that you're praying to. Here's something I see in groups a lot, and I try to present common sense, and I don't know how your practice works, but for me, I believe you let it go. Here, I have my petition to the universe, to God, to the angels, whoever you work with, whatever, and you needed justice or you needed something corrected that was unfair, whatever the case is. I see a lot of people, I'm not seeing the results. I'm not seeing that they're suffering. I'm not seeing this. And I always tell people, don't look. You you let it go into the universe, trust that it works. Because a lot of people, when they are hurting, when their life ain't going well, they're going to try to present that their life is perfect. They're not going to complain about the bad stuff. They're going to try to hide it. And why are you wanting to watch it? Just trust that the universe is, don't do it for the bloodthirsty aspect of watching them suffer. I don't think that's healthy. I think when you hand it over to a higher power, you let the work be done and it's out of your hands. Just let it take care of itself. If you're doing it for a shit show, <laughs> I don't know if it's the right mindset, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't go that route. Okay. And, and you know, I always say, and I, I don't think I said it in my book, but if you're a magical practitioner and you do believe in prayer and all of this, which I do, I believe in both. I always say to go to God last. So I'm doing all my magical stuff. Right. It's like moving up the, the echelon, you know, yeah. God being Mr. Big. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I do all my magic first and then I go to God and, you know, ask for help if I, if I need to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still come from the, you know, I still do have that sanctity of faith <laughs> and belief that you don't, um, bother God unless it's really important, but, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I wouldn't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to say this prayer and let the universe handle it because I'm, I, I'd rather do all the work and throw my energy back. Okay. Mm-hmm. At everything, you know, call in my spirit guides, call in my ancestors to help me. It's, it's like a war. So think of it this way. Okay. You're in a, in a war with somebody, you know, a military war and. You're shooting, you're shooting and shooting, you're doing some damage, right? And there's some damage, but you're not quite sure. So now, and here's, you know, the comparison, you drop a nuclear bomb. Okay. That's calling on God for help. Okay. <laughs> that's how, that's how I see it. I like that. Actually, I just, I guess when I do magic, most of the time I know it's going to work and I don't do it for the, to watch someone squirm. I just know it's going to happen and it's going to be taken care of. But yeah, I do all my strategy planning and figure out what I need to do and who I need to ask. Usually I go to angels. Typically I go to angels. But thankfully, it's so rare and few and far between in my life. And it's usually a protection thing on my end. But I see it so much in groups and I see people dealing with so many things but there's just no good information or talks out there on the topic on a healthy level. You know, you see people egging each other on in bad ways. Sometimes you just need to stay neutral, let the other person make their own decisions too. So aspects of hoodoo for the warm and 
fuzzy stuff that you can do at Hoodoo. We've been talking about the protections, the justices stuff. Your your books are kind of focused on a lot of that and how to go about it properly. So if you're going to do it, you got the right information. What about some of the um, bringing the good vibes, the self-help, the helping others in positive ways. Do you do a lot of that? Do you see a lot of that? And what oh, advice yeah, is you And have? I wrote a book on that, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic. And yes, I, I have people, that on Kindle. Yeah, I have um, people that are affected negatively. And I explain how these things happen. So I, I go all the way. It starts very, very simple from just having a bad day to having objects that are haunted, having a house that's haunted, um, being cursed, um, all the way, you know, it starts simple, having a bad day, all the way to the very end where it's a demonic possession, right? Right. I tell everybody how these things happen and how to fix it and then how to prevent it from happening again. But again and again and again, knowledge is power. I don't write any books where I tell people what to do, period, because I said so, or because I read it in someone else's book and I'm just writing because I'm writing. I tell everybody, everybody, everybody in all my books, why things happen, how they happen. I love it. A lot of the books I've been working with and reviewing have a lot of the how-tos, how to contact this spirit, why you might contact that spirit, but it doesn't go into the depth that I've read in all four of your books. Yeah, and I tell you what not to do and why this didn't happen and why that didn't happen. So much value. fix it, but why this works. Yep. How to, to place the spell, but why does this spell work? I'm telling the reader everything. So, you know, I, I don't get anybody emailing me and saying, can you explain this or can you explain that? I explain everything. It's amazing. And, you know, it's, it's like, hey, I'm an old woman and I like to pass on my knowledge and I don't want people getting ripped off. Yeah. And you get ripped off a zillion times just by buying a book. Just because a person writes a book doesn't make them an expert. Right now... I could get 20 books, and so could you, okay? What's something neither one of us know about? Oh, rocket scientists? <laughs> you could still come up with a good book by reading these other books and paraphrasing what the yeah. scientists said and all that, and they'll go, oh, my God, you know, Shasta and Aida are really smart. They wrote a book on rocket scientists. doesn't mean anything. No, okay. it just means that you regurgitated some information. There's no right. experience. And that's what you're you're getting in, in many, many books. And, you know, again, I, I warn people over and over and over, you know, aside from that, be careful with the con artists. You know, we're, we're in a Internet age where there's a lot of con artists looking yeah. for a quick book. And be well, careful with people that, and I even explain this in, in Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic, I talk about metaphysical workers that are, are frauds. I got to tell you, I went to Walmart one day. Look, this painter came over and oh my God, he was so hot. Oh, Lordy, <laughs> Lordy. So he needed something from Walmart. He was going to go, I said, I'll go to Walmart for you. And he goes, really? Cause he wanted to, I said, yeah, if you let me wear your hat. 
He goes, okay. So he puts his hat on me. It's like, oh my God, now I got this hot guy's hat on me. So I go to the store to get whatever it was he wanted to Walmart. He needed to, you know, for repairs. And there was, and I hate the word gypsy. She was, you know, I don't want to use that word. She was from a different country. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like Pomania. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't have children, okay, and I'm a widow. My husband died in 97, and I haven't remarried. But what does she see? She sees me in blue jeans. She sees me with a man's cap on, right? And she comes up to me, and she says, it happened about 10 years ago. She comes, and I look younger than what I am, right? You do. You look she beautiful. She says, you know your husband's cheating on you. I knew right away. You know, <laughs> really? She said, yeah. And she's looking at me like, oh, you can't see on audio, but she's got this look on her eyes like she's in a daze, right? Like, you know, oh, I'm a little psychic. And she says, and do you know that your children know that your husband's cheating on you? I was like, those little bastards. She says, you know, I can fix this. So she says, come outside with me. So she wanted $20. And I knew I was being scammed, right? I gave her the $20 because I wanted to hear what she had to say. So she goes on and on and on and on. But somehow, some way, out of all of this, I have been cursed, too. So wow. I needed to give her $5,000 to light these candles for me. Oh, yeah. 5000 And I just laughed. And I said, I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you what I am going to do. I said... Walmart has cameras and I'm going to go to the manager and tell the manager everything you did and you better never show up in the store again or you're going to be arrested. <laughs> and I went back and um, I told the manager, you know, so the manager did whatever he needed to do. And, you know, I go to that Walmart a lot, never saw her again. Ever, wow. ever. I mean, she was just casing out Walmart and, yeah. you know, she got the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But you know what? They recognize things and they recognize facial expressions. Mm -hmm. So when she told me my husband was cheating on me, I didn't roll my eyes or anything. I gave her a look of surprise, like an anger. He's cheating on me. You know, they look for things. They People look for nodding, you know, to body language, response, you know, shake your head and disagree. They look for body language. They look for all kinds of things. And, you know, I had um, someone recommended a reader to me. Oh, my God. She was so awful. It's like, Jesus, I never spoke to that guy again. I was so pissed off. And she was like, tells me all this stuff that had nothing to do with the tea in China. And I wrote about it on my blog and on my website, com, And Evidently, I've been surrounded by loser men my whole life. My entire family are losers. Everybody's a loser. And here's a recommendation. <laughs> Don't ever talk to any man ever again. Okay. I was like, okay. But here she wanted to give a shock. Okay. She sees on my website that I'm Cuban. And she, sees, she knows I'm older. Right. She's going to make the assumption. And she was correct. Because most of the Cubans that are here of my age, somebody in our family escaped Cuba. Okay. So she's talking and she goes, you know, and 
family members made some sort of escape. And I went, okay, that's why she was late. She was looking at my website. And you got to be careful because these people will, um, what's the word? They'll Google you. I don't know what the word is. Google Bull, or they, bullshit is what the word is. Yeah, but they is. Google you to find no, out. Yeah, they'll the, they'll search and internet and, search. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stock basically, kind of electronically. Yeah. So you got to be careful with find. all that stuff. You know, this I've the had, day and age of frauds. Back when I was young, back in the day when I was young, it was illegal. You could go not to jail, but to prison. For reading cards or being a fortune teller. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you had some top notch psychics out there. I mean, top notch. But now that it's legal and everything else, and everybody's a psychic reader, you know, everybody's a metaphysical practitioner. Hey, I read this book and now I can practice. I've had people read my book, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic, and call me and tell me. You know, and they sound like experts. It's flattering, but it's like, no, you're not an expert. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, um, I, I just, know I have stuff about exorcism there, but it doesn't make you an exorcism. I don't care who you are or where you are in your journey. It's a practice. You're never going to be the top expert because there's always going to be more to know. I don't care who you are. Absolutely. And, and there's always more to be discovered. And I've got a few people that were really big on finding your own path, find what works for you, find where your energies lie and what resonates with you. And then keep learning, you know, keep and try to absorb stuff. A lot of the people that follow me are from groups where we use books from the gallery of magic and they're very step-by-step watered down Solomonic practices with the traditional ceremonial rituals removed so it basically helps you get the attention of spirits and teaches you how but people don't read like the hoodoo stuff and the other witchy type stuff and the philosophies behind those magics and i try to pepper it all together and layer it because it's like jet fuel to me it's amazing a lot of people haven't heard much of hoodoo or don't know much about it i think they're going to find your books really fascinating probably blow their minds a little bit they're not used yeah, to seeing stuff this You know, detail. it's all about hoodoo. Keep it simple. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same way as cooking. You know, the more fancy ingredients you put into a recipe, you know, the more you're going to screw it up. Yeah. And the more simple the recipe art. is, the better it is. You know, it's and, a beautiful art form. I do have a, a listener who recently mentioned, right before I contacted you, actually, a request on. Uh, like ritual baths and cleansing baths. Do you ever want to come back on the show and maybe do an episode on cleansing and bathing? Absolutely. That would be wonderful. People need to know that nobody really engages in that kind of practice either. And there's a lot of value in that and different reasons why one might do that. That would be a fun one to talk to you about sometime. Absolutely. I can talk about any. I always, you know, people will ask me, what, what do you want to talk about? And I always tell people that interview me, ask me anything you want. (laughs) <laughs> if I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And I'll tell you I don't know. Right? right. Um, I'm not ashamed to ever admit I don't know something. You know, it was so funny because I was on a spaced out radio and someone was asking me about Oregon. I'm like, what the heck is Oregon? I said, I don't know what Oregon is. So oh, everybody's okay. jumping to, to tell me what Oregon is. And it's like, now I really know what Oregon is because, you know, I get emails, private messages, um, people texting me it's like 
I must have had a hundred people tell me what Oregon is from that radio show because I said I didn't know what Oregon was. It was, it was hilarious. I've been playing with that and making some pyramids and I do beyond the typical structure and I've been making the Oregonite pyramids for manifestation, physical or, um, excuse me, emotional healing. And then I'm working on one that's more money and wealth geared. So. And if you don't use it for magic, you can put it next to your bed or under your bed, and it's just going to cleanse your energies and give you good vibes and, you know, help you streamline good energy and dispose of the toxic energies you don't need. So they have multi-purpose and there's no right or wrong. It's awesome. I know. I just can't seem to get away from Oregon. Well, you you have to just say bombarding you with it okay okay so one last thing on the podcast before we uh conclude i did not mention that miss aida has a military background how has that helped you with your strategy in magic it's helped a lot because (laughs) i implement military strategies in my Uh books you know so (laughs) it's helped tremendously you know i used to be the um administrator of the Lucky Mojo Forum. And, you know, when, when I got on that forum, it was like, oh, it was so unorganized. And the military in me and my Virgo rising, I'm an Aries, I got that Virgo rising, you know, that anal retentive, right? I was like, I got to fix all of this. And I would spend like four hours a night, every single night. And I put everything in order. It took me a year, me and Kat, Catherine Iron were the owner, right? Now we get into a contest. You know, who can do the most every single night, right? And we're both doing this for a year. And um, it it ran like the military. It was like nice and smooth when she and I were done. And nobody won the contest because then it got to the point where I'm trying to outdo her. She's trying to outdo me. But we were at it for a year, but it, it ran it ran like the military. I don't know what it does now because I left, but um, everything I do runs smoothly. So before we wrap up real quick, whatever you want the listeners to hear, you offer some services or what you want them to know about your website or you in that sense. Okay, so if you if you want to know more about me, my website is www.missaida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. You can see all my services there that I offer. I offer psychic readings and some spell work. And also, stay tuned on the Discovery Channel because sometime in about... Mm, less than six months, I should be on the Discovery Channel. Oh, nice. Are you going to have that posted on your website then? I will have, yeah, I'll have it posted on my website. And then I have a, a Facebook page, Miss Aida Psychic. And I'm on Instagram, yes and no. You know, Instagram, I'm not crazy about Instagram. I don't have to have too many followers on Instagram because I don't know how to do all that Instagram stuff. I don't get it. I'm on there, but it's never resonated with me. I post a picture or something every now and then, but that's not it. I love Facebook, but MissAida.com. And I am going to have, you can go to my friends and guests link. And of course, I'm going to have all of Miss Aida's information links and whatever she wants you to see will be there. So you can find her and her work on Amazon. you can find all my books on Amazon. Just Google Miss Aida when you're on Amazon. I'm going to do a link to your Amazon space. I'm not sure what Amazon calls it, but it has all your books with your write-up and all that. Your Amazon page, I guess it is your author um, page. Voodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic did so well that it's now published in French. 
Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Yeah, French company, uh, Alliance Magique. Oh, cool. So that was pretty flattering. If anyone is going to buy anything at all, it's got to be start with either the protection or the justice of her two books, and you are set to go. You will not be sorry. It is a value well, of a I lifetime. I tell people if they need to buy anything, buy Florida water. <laughs> you know, buy Florida water. <laughs> a cleansing agent and a protection agent. So. Good stuff. All right, buy girlfriend. Afterward. <laughs> Take care of yourself first. Buy some Florida water. All right. So I guess we will just conclude for here and you will have an ongoing invitation. Come back Anytime. and let's, let's chit chat. And people... yeah, we can do the, we can do the, the bathing. We can, like I said, you can ask me anything. I okay. can talk about anything. Well, I've had requests for it and people want to know about it and they're curious and would like to add it into their magical practice. So maybe sometime this spring or something. Anytime. All Anytime. right. Well, take care of those puppies. I'm sorry about the noise. <laughs> Oh my God. now they're quiet. All right. So I guess we're going to wrap up the podcast for here. And I want to thank Miss Aida for being my guest today, for responding and for putting out such great magic work. I encourage everyone to check out her books, especially if you're on the fence about anything. Check out the justice magic. You're going to have all your morals, your ideas and your structure right there. If you even feel the need to contemplate this sort of magic. So I hope everyone has enjoyed it and taken this to heart today. Bye-bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It was great being here. Thank you. All right. You know what, people? It doesn't get much better than that for a first appearance. Wasn't she amazing? I tell you what, I had reached out to her and we just exchanged some emails. We didn't speak. We didn't know each other. So she didn't know what to think of me. I didn't know what to think of her. We started talking and oh my gosh, we just instantly liked each other and hit it off so well. And uh, I hope that she'll come back. And Gosh, I don't know about you guys, but I not only learned something from that conversation, but I learned something every time I read through one of her books. And I've had her books for a few years now. I just got the Justice book, and I'm going to just say it. If you're on the fence on something to buy, or maybe you're really not leaning towards hoodoo as a practice, but uh, you'd just like to have something like this in your magic arsenal. The common sense in her book, in her Justice magic book, is the best I have ever seen. So even if you don't use the magic, there is some strategy there. There's some information there with dealing with narcissists. There is information on sending information back to the sender. You name it. There's different approaches, lots of different information, and a lot of good food for thought. Very, very, very informative, and the price is right. You're not going to find a book with this much information in it at this price anywhere. So that's all I got for you this week. Next week, we're going to jump into some really awesome new stuff. I've got some magic that anyone can practice from anywhere, and it really won't cost you anything. It, It can. You can go invest a couple of bucks if you want to, but you don't have to. And um, yeah, for those of you who need to stay in stealth mode, it's really great. And it's some powerful, powerful stuff. Oh my gosh, very easy to do. And it's going to be kind of an ongoing thing. And I've missed out on some shout outs for a couple of weeks now and some news and some other awesome stuff. So we'll just get up to speed with everything 
same time, same place, next week. Awesome stuff. Get ready to practice some magic and get ready to have some fun as always. And until then, keep a smile on your face, keep a bounce in your step, keep practicing your magic. And by all means, if you're really angry at someone and you feel like throwing them some nasty juju, you know, back off for a little bit, see if it's really deserved, think it out, make some wise decisions. It is your right, but be responsible out there, folks. All right? It's in your hands. I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow. Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com, and we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures, and hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right, keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.